Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to this week's episode, week nine edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Hunter McKinney, joined by my only co-host this week, Michael Barlock. That's right. I kicked Fennell off the show already. So, Fennell has informed me that he has a calf strain, and he needs to sit out this week in order to get ready for next week. So, uh, he's I thought that on... said clit strain. It said calf strain? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, maybe he just shat for too long on the toilet and got up, and his ankle was pretty numb, so he rolled it. I don't know. That's just my guess. But... Honestly, I've sat on the toilet for so long at work before that I've had to, like, reteach myself how to walk for a minute. Yeah, dude, and it's like a delayed reaction, too. It's like two seconds, and then it's like, oh, shit, I need something to grab onto. I'm going to fall. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, happens on the daily just about. So, let's go over what happened last week. This will not be a long podcast because I'm tired of wasting 45 minutes of my week doing this podcast. Yes, it will be 30 minutes or less, just like Domino's Delivery. All right, last week... Champions of Life beat Rolling with Mahomes 108 to 93. BK Randy's lost to the Rascal Wrens 120 to 154. Mercy, Ren. Fanny Nation won 129 to 72 against the Poon. Dado lost to the Red Rocket Red Mamba 123 to 147. And I defeated wide receiver U Dan 150 to 101. I think the most surprising result last week was definitely Renz taking BK Randy's out back and uh, giving him a good old-fashioned wrestling because BK Randy's had a pretty good lineup, man, but Ren just came out of nowhere. with. I mean, he got, he got Tariq Cohen and Marlon Mack that are both kind of just, you know, coming out of nowhere right now. They're dropping 30 and 20 points a game. So I like Ren's team right now, but – We'll get to we'll get to the to the future outlook here in a second. Well, you're a Marlon Mack homer too, so God, dude, I've been trying to get him so bad. He won't give him to me. Look, don't try and get him, Mike. It's better off this way. I promise you. I know. I keep looking at that end of season schedule, and I'm like McCaffrey looking like a snack at the end of the season, and Mack. He, I don't know if he's going to keep getting 25 rushes, but I gotta get I gotta get my boy. I'm gonna I gotta get him somehow. He will be mine again. Actually, I hope you do because then, uh, yeah, you'll definitely stay around life's place. So, moving Ooh, sounds on. Sounds like you think I'm a threat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The league's so close behind Fennell and myself that anybody can do anything at this point. Except Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Dan, I believe in you, buddy. Even though you won't call me back or text me back this entire week. So... Anything, do we need to talk about trades? Anything happened in trades this week, really? Pretty slow week for trades, I guess. Yeah, it was a pretty slow week. Let me see if anything happened. I'm trying to scroll past waivers. Um, I made scroll. a trade with Myers. Yeah, you got David Johnson, and you gave up Murray, George. Howard, and Cook. That's uh, yeah, kind of some uggos right there, if yeah. you ask me. I almost had a big trade last night. I'll just drop this little nugget in here. Uh, AP offered me 
Alshon Jeffrey and Adrian Peterson for McCaffrey, I believe, something like that. And, and Ebron and he Ebron and Kittle as well. He wanted to swap tight ends, and I had to decline it. It was a GC offer, but had to decline. I don't want to double dip with Ty and Ebron. That's kind of ugly. So I'm so surprised you didn't want two Colts. To be honest with you, it it was it was it was a close one, but. All right. So I guess that's the only trait of any meaning that happened. Uh, definitely some uggos there, but I like David Johnson's outlook on the rest of the season. So that's why I traded for him. Okay. Moving on. The first matchup of the week is going to be BK Randy's versus Rolling with Mahomes. Let's take a look here. I like BK Randy's team from top to bottom. Honestly, without I mean, even without matchup, looking at matchups, uh, Myers' team is kind of a question mark going forward. I don't. Philip Lindsay has been really good, but are the Broncos really going to be able to run the ball still? I mean, they they were seller. They they traded Marius Thomas. They uh, who hadn't done nothing. Well, I know he hadn't done anything, but I mean. That offense has just kind of looked – I mean, one week they'll put up 40, and the next week they'll put up 10. They're kind of like Rins running backs. So, I don't know. I like I like BK Randy's right here. Definitely he got AT, Juju. I like him top to bottom except tight end. Okay, sorry. I just reading text messages. <laughs> I thought we got disconnected there. No. I, I put in a chat, or I put a message in the chat, said first person who responds in here gets to be on the podcast. And Dado is still in the hospital. I don't know what that's all about. And then Tyler Dado. says, and then Tyler said, I would, but I don't want to. Well, you know what, Tyler, you can suck a big old fat penis because you're going to come in last. You guys heard it here first, by the way, too. Dado at the hospital seeing the orthopedic surgeon right now, so he's looking very doubtful for this Sunday. Doubtful. All right, so I am going to go with rolling with Mahomes, and I'll tell you why. I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to regress in a negative way because they trade Demarius Thomas, but I think it'll take a week or two to kick in. I think he'll have a good week. Julio against Washington, I think that's a pretty good matchup. Uh, Phil Lindsay, he's going to do his thing. But Tay Trey Murray has been a top five running back over the past three weeks. Myers, I think he got a good week out of him here. I really like Jared Cook this week too. So, and then Cooper Cup coming back. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, though, he, Dalvin Cook is practicing this week. Dalvin so. Cook, they're not going to play Dalvin Cook. They have no reason to. They're playing Detroit. Worst rushing defense in the league against the run. Give me tape train, even if Dalvin plays. Zach, it looks like you may get a win after all. And then what's Fennell's pick? Fennell's pick is BK Randy's over Mahomes. So there's that. All right. The next one, we'll talk about Finney Nation versus Rice for Renz. Ooh, a heavyweight matchup right here. Yeah. Ren has if been Ren heavy. Was a little bit heavier, it would be. <laughs> Ryan has been heavy on the trading block with 
Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson. He's trying to get a whole lot for one of them. Um, I think he's going to get the piss beat out of him this week. Fennell is just kind of, you know, you look at the trades that he made and it looks like they were balanced. They were, you know, they, he looks like he trade raped people the last two weeks, but he gave up a whole lot to get those guys too. He gave up a whole lot just to get Matt Ryan as quarterback. Cause he was pretty weak at quarterback. He kind of just had the right pieces to give away to make sure that the person he was giving them to had a, a fair trade. So he has really balanced his team out. His flex is Sony Michelle, who, by the way, how is that guy still playing? That looked ugly, that knee injury. But he is back, apparently. Um, he's got Greg Olson, who's got three feet still, but he's using them right. He's, he's looking pretty fast. Kenny Galladay is a question mark just because of the use, uh, his target share uh, now that they traded Golden Tate. He's only got like three catches over the last three games. Yeah, but a quarter of the stadium. target share just opened up, like you said. 25%. That's true, but – That's a lot. But I believe Marvin Jones will be the be- biggest beneficiary of that. We will get to that later. Oh, god. Long story short, I'm picking Fennell here until he proves me otherwise. But I will say I like Ren's team this week. Yeah, I like Ren's team. Uh, not a believer in Tariq Cohen, though, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think Calvin Ridley may not have that great of a game this week, too. I don't know why. I just got that feeling. Uh, Gurley and Hunt, too much to overcome. Give me Finney. And let's see who Finney picked. I'm guessing it was Finney. Uh, he got the dreaded sweep. Yeah. Did he pick Did he pick himself? I'm Okay. Are you really going to think he's going to pick Rand? Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving along. Wide receiver you wanna, versus the Poon. Yeah. We should have got that one over with first. Yeah. That's a, Why uh, are we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going first on this one. Uh, Dan, just because I had to pick somebody. Finney is also picking Dan. Fennel is picking Dan. Give me Kim Jong Poon just for the hell of it. Okay, that's all. He's gotten some. He's pulled some wins out of his ass. What is this guy four and four? Look, that's all this matchup deserves. We don't spent too many words on this. Yeah, Uh, can we go edit some words and take them out? Yeah. All right. Next, we're going against. uh, We're going me versus Dado. Yes, I am the premier matchup this week. All right, anyways. Fennell has picked me in this. Uh, Mike, you can go ahead. You're rolling dice with Fitzpatrick again. Let's do it, baby. Uh, You know what? I like it because Jameis um, sucks big, fat Oscar Mayer wieners. But I think you're going to get destroyed by James Conner just because Big Ben is not going to be able to throw the ball against Baltimore. And yeah, because the Steelers are going to against Baltimore. That's rational. Look, man, they're Baltimore's not a brick wall. You can still score on them. So I think James Conner still has 20 plus in this game. Um, they're still going to continue to use him because they want to say they want to put a big old middle finger in Bell's face. I like Robert Woods again just because Cooper Cup coming back. I, I mean, he's I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to come back and get 10 targets and put up 20 points again. So I like. I like Robert Woods just because I think Cooper Cup's going to be kind of a decoy. But 
that being said, <laughs> oh, and I also like Lamar Miller. Let me just say that I, he is making Myers <laughs> lose his making Myers lose his shit every week because he keeps scoring. <laughs> Let's go. But, McKinney, a little sneaky pickup, a pickup on waivers. You got Will Lutz. I like that because he is a uh, world beater at kicker this year. So Let's I'm go, gonna go baby. with going with McKinney because of the kicker. So uh, I'm gonna pick myself too. Uh, I really like Fitzpatrick. My wide receivers are really great. I think Aaron Jones and Kenyon Drake is gonna have a really great week. And I'm starting Marquise Goodwin in my flex tonight. He's boom or bust. In order for me to win, I need a boom out of him. So, uh, I think he'll do that. Bethard is uh, reportedly playing tonight. So, we'll see. I'm picking me. Let me just say one thing about Aaron Jones. He, I don't think he's going to have as good a week as you think because it's a Sunday night game, and that is when Aaron Rodgers is going to come alive. So, they're not going to be running the ball. If this was a 1 o'clock game against New England, I'd be like, hey, Aaron Jones may get 20 carries. He ain't going to get 20 carries in prime time. Come on. Yeah. Anyways. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, uh, why do you do that all the time? Because it pisses you and Finney off. <laughs> hey. God. So, we can actually pick who wins on Yahoo? Yeah, you didn't know that? I tried to tell everybody that in the league like five years ago, but nobody wanted to do it. Over or under, I've maybe listened to anything you've ever said like twice. See, I've set, that's I've the set problem. The over or under it twice. You would probably have ten titles right now in six years if yes, you heard that right. If you just listened to me, but all right, I'm yeah, going yeah go do it again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes, okay. Champions of life. Uh, so hmm, who will I pick? I'm picking Sully. Yes. Yes. And you have an explanation? I will tell you why. I think Jared Goff's going to be in a shootout. I think Jarvis Landry is going to be in a shootout. I think Devontae Adams will be in a shootout. Matt Breda. Oh, Jarvis, no touchdown Landry? You mean yeah. that guy? I mean, he had one week before last, though. So, his first one since college. Matt Breda is the only really fantasy relevant guy playing tonight, so I think he's going to have a good game. Alex Collins. What? That's a toughie right there because they're playing Pittsburgh and they are no slouch. But Greg DeLeg, Julian Edelman, O.J. Howard, hey, he's got a pretty good lineup. But I'm telling you, man, Stephon Diggs might not play, Mikey. Yeah, I'm shaking in my boots right now looking at these updates every day. He's not playing. He's not playing. And if he does get on the field. And if he does play. He will have who on him? Darius Slay. You think they're going to waste Darius Slay on Stefan Diggs? No, he's going to be on Adam Thielen. Uh, Come on. How many times do I have to tell you this? Thielen plays out of the slot. That's why he's been so productive this year. Most shadows do not follow into the slot. So he's going to be on Stefan Diggs. You know, Stefan Diggs also plays out of the slot. Yeah, but Thielen plays like 70-something percent out of the slot. Come on, give me some of your football guy knowledge here. Tell me, just, tell me some more about about the shadow coverages, please. I just told you, and you wouldn't listen, you big dumb idiot. And did you hear that for now? I said Darius Slay again, just for you, my man. Okay, yeah, that, that guy I think is a weekly listener to this podcast just because of you. I think he's going to get a new contract because of you. I think you should. He's really good. All right, Mike. 
Who do you think I'm going with here? Come on. Sully ain't got a running back worth starting, and they both got a Q next to their name. Oh, my god. He gosh. got Matt Burita, and you say he's the only fantasy-relevant player playing tonight. Did you forget about George Kittle? Did you forget about him? Answer, that's, that's not rhetorical. Did you forget about George Kittle? No, I did not forget about George Kittle. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. George Kittle dropping a 20 bomb tonight because Bethard is playing in prime time. Marvin Jones Jr. will be the pickup of the season. Wide oh receiver two weekly. Weekly. Even with Golden Tate, he was still, still the touchdown guy and was getting ten, you know, seven to ten targets a week. Now he ain't got Golden Tate to worry about stealing targets. Seven to ten targets a week. I'm checking you on that because I do not think Okay, I, I remember one week he had one catch, but – Okay, well, okay. Well, the truth comes out. I remember, hey, hey, hey. You get called out and the truth comes out. He had 10 targets last week, so I'm going with that. Hold on. Hold on. No, you hush here. Hush. He had 10 targets week one, then four, then four, then six, then six, then nine, then eight. What? You were looking at receptions, my friend. He his targets go eight, nine, six, six, four, four, ten. So he had two weeks under six. No, I'm looking at targets. It's ten to four, four, six, six, nine, eight. You are not looking at the right player, my friend. Marvin Jones Jr. He has eight, nine, six, six, four, four, ten. We're reading it backwards, you big goober head. Okay, I was. We're saying the same thing backwards. Well, <laughs> anyways, what what heights this podcast has gone to? Just spit it Any, out. Anyways, I'm picking me because Christian the White Lightning McCaffrey is going to score 25. Melvin Gordon is going to score 20. George Kittle's going to drop 20 tonight. I'm going to get me a good, comfortable lead in this stupid Thursday night game between one and seven teams that nobody cares about. And I'm going to take that lead all the way into Sunday night, and I'm going to finish with it. Give me Champions of Life 125, Red Mamba 95. So one thing I've learned about Sullivan's team is it either like scores like a buck 50 or like 70. And I find this is a buck 50 week for him. You think this is a buck 50 week for him without Saquon, Mixon, and Tyler Boyd? Buck are you uh, on drugs? Buck 50, son. You're on drugs. You should be removed from this podcast right now because of that. Hit the record button. Jared Goff will have 35 points this week. Okay, I'm not arguing that. I think that's a shootout game, obviously, right Okay, there. if your quarterback has 35 points, you're well on your way to score a whole crap ton of points. Yeah, not when your running backs are Alex Collins and Matt Burita. Come on. Look, look, Mike. If my team isn't a testament to the wide receiver matters, I don't know what is. He has Jarvis Landry, Devontae Adams, and Julian Edelman all in good matchups, all in shootouts. I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on his team this week. It might come back to bite you. I ain't sleep. I'm sleeping on his running backs. And when you ain't got good running backs, you ain't got a good chance to win. That's all yeah, I'm saying. You're right. Okay, so, that was so sarcastic. Come on. You're you are so right. You know who I've been starting at running back, Mike? Yeah, a you bunch know, of uggos. You know who a my RB one has been for the past two weeks? 
Latavius Murray. Kenyon Drake. Okay, and Latavius Murray. He has played well. But the point is, is it's not only running backs that can give you a win this week. Like, for instance, Fennell's team. If Todd Gurley goes out and lays an egg, I know he's not going to. (laughs) But if he does, his team's done. He's done. Unless Green Hunt can put 70 points up. If if he has – you literally just said our team's not just running backs, and now you're saying if his running backs go out there and do bad, then he ain't going to score 100 points. That's what I'm How? saying. It's not only running backs. You have to have diversity in your team. You just said, though, that it's not just running backs, and then you said if Gurley has a bad game, he ain't scoring 100. That's you- my point. Finney don't have nothing but running backs this week. Okay, you you are you are losing me. We're gonna need to edit this. No, I ain't editing nothing. This podcast is the best served raw. All right. Oh, who did Finney pick? Hmm. He probably picked Sully. He picked uh, Champions of Life over Mamba. Let's go. Okay, we are going on to the Beast of the Week, and I will read Finnell's off first. Yes, Finnell has chosen. Adrian Peterson as his beast of the week, and his note is versus Falcons terrible TRBL run D. Kind of hard to argue with that. I'm sorry, I was not even listening to you. What was his beast of the week again? (laughs) All right. Anyways, what's your beast, Mike? My beast of the week is going to surprise you. Because, but I think it's because the games like the games against this team always end up very weird as far as game flow, and weird people go off in this game the last couple of weeks. I'm gonna go with Tariq Cohen. Oh my god! Against against Buffalo, and that's because Chicago is gonna get up early in that game, and I think Tariq Cohen's gonna have two touchdowns in the first half on big plays and he's going to score 20 points in the first half, and then they ain't going to use him in the second half, and then Jordan Howard's going to rumble and bumble his way to 20 carries for 55 yards. So, <laughs> well, Give me uh, Tariq Cohen to score 25 or so. so and he's projected 12. So Tariq Cohen had five carries and one reception last week, and that's all he had. So you're going to have that with him. Wasn't his reception like a 70-yard touchdown? Though? I mean, okay, it was one 70-yard <laughs> touchdown. Okay. <laughs> See what his I mean? That he, he can get like six touches, though, and still score like 15 points. So Okay. My beast of the week is Devontae Adams. And I'll tell you why. This is going to be a shootout. This is going to be GOAT versus GOAT. It's going to be Rodgers versus Brady. They're going to be slinging the rock and every now and then handing off to Aaron Jones. And I think Devontae Did Adams... Did you just mention his name with Brady and Rodgers? Come yeah. on. I think Devontae Adams is easily going to score over 25 points. And I think uh, he is going to help Sully's team beat you this week. So, moving on to the bust of the week. Fennell's bust of the week is Tyreek Hill. And I don't know why, because he didn't say. 
I mean, that's kind of a weak play if you ask me. That's that guy is boomer bust anyway. So you got to. He hasn't be been this year. He's been pretty boomy. Didn't you trade him in week two because you thought he was going to be busty? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Whose team is he even on? I he's think on, he is on Long Dick Dotto. Yeah, he's on Dato's team. Yeah. Let's look here at Tyreek Hill and see what he's done this year. I mean, 38, see. 17, 6, 10, 10, 35, 17, 8. He's been okay. pretty up and down. Yeah, so he has been up and down. Okay, I was wrong. Which makes me look better because I traded him. So, there's that. All right. Mikey, who's oh, your bust? My bust of the week. I really uh, ran into a brick wall with my bust last week. I picked Adam Thielen. Ugh. Last week was not his bust week, apparently, even though both, even though Diggs scored more points than him, which I was right about. But Thielen still had a 100-yard game and a touchdown. This week, my bust, I'm sorry, AP, Zeke Elliott. Oh, Monday my night against, gosh. Monday night against the Titans, I think he gets bottled up and held to about six or seven points. And I think the Cowboys are going to play around with their new toy named Amari Cooper. So I think that also takes away from just because it's his first week actually being active. So I think Zeke is going to have a a pretty bad game. You know what? I'm changing my beast. And you know who I'm going to change him to? (laughs) Are you changing it to Zeke? I'm changing my beast to Zeke Elliott. And BK Randy's listen up here because I'll tell you why. They're going to be thrown to Amari Cooper, okay? Zeke Elliott has ran into so many stacked boxes this year, it's not even funny because they haven't had a threat on the outside. So now they got a threat on the outside. You got to feed the Zeke, baby. Let's go. Okay, Tennessee, I got myself though? really gassed up. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty gassed. Tennessee averages – giving up over five yards of carry. They just don't give up touchdowns. So, so do you think that Cooper's going to have like 10 catches and they're all going to be downed on the one and Zeke's going to have 10 touchdowns? Whether whether this has nothing to do with what Coop does, it's just the fact that he's there is going to open it up a little bit for Zeke, more so than it has been this year. Low-key, I'm liking Adrian Peterson too. I kind of wish I'd picked him for my beast. But it's already been done, so... And my bust of the week is... Go ahead. Who is it on my team? You pick one on my team every freaking week. Oh, hold on. Let me look. I was going to pick somebody else, but I guess I can pick somebody on your team. It's pretty easy. Um, Melvin Gordon versus Seattle? Go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm going to go... Nah, I'm going to go uh, Tariq Cohen. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? You just picked your bust. That was my beast, and your beast is my bust. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what you do when you want to win, is do opposite of what dumb people do. So, I'm sorry, Mike, you're not dumb. It's just, a, <laughs> it's all in a good camaraderie here. I, I quit. All right, shut up for a second. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. They're playing against Buffalo, right? Yes. This is a Jordan, this is gonna be a Jordan Howard game, right? <laughs> Look, this is gonna be such a negative game flow. It's not even funny. It's gonna be awful for Tariq Cohen. 
And honestly, I think the old boy is overrated anyways. So, I think Tariq Cohen is going to score less than, what is that, seven points this week. I'm good for that. He didn't have many touches last week, and that goes to show you and it, what in a positive game script for the offense will do to him. He needs to be trailing behind in order to get on the field. So, that's my pick. Oh, in other breaking news, Vol for Life Emmanuel Mosley has been promoted to the San Francisco 49ers active roster. Oh, yay. Now he's only like three roster spots behind uh, 32-year-old Richard Sherman, who's hurt. Honestly, whenever I think of how awful Tennessee's defense has been in the past two or three years, I like automatically Emmanuel Mosley's face just pops up in my head because he's awful. No, no, no. The poster boy, the poster boy of, of getting burnt is Justin Martin. Don't you ever take that away from him. No, I think Mosley got burnt more than Martin. No, no, no. I'm telling Just, you, Mike. Justin Martin's been doing it since we played Baker Mayfield in Newland Stadium. Come on. Yeah, good point. Sterling Shepard got it over on him that day. The only time hey, Sterling Shepard's ever been relevant at Myers. Hey, before we get into um, a two, two or three minute little thing about other games and stuff, I want to say an honorable mention for Beast of the Week. This has never been done before. I'll just honorable mention. Greg Zerline. In a shootout game against New Orleans, he may have 20 points. I may be cussing at Sully all Sunday long just because he's kicking 50-yarder after 50-yarder. Yeah, I agree with that. So, okay. You can't tell me if you think the kicker is going to go off that Sully's not going to win. So well, if his kicker so, goes off, on, then that, his, his quarterback is on the same team as his kicker, so that means they're kicking field goals, not touchdowns. You – I've never kicked a touchdown in my life, to be honest no, with kick, you. They're kicking field goals, not scoring touchdowns. Smart ass. <laughs> so you agree that Jared Goff is going to go off, which I have on recording that you do. And I, and I you're saying Greg Zarline is going to go off. So you're saying the kicker and the quarterback is going to go off, but he's still going to lose. Mercy, yes. mercy, mercy. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. All right, moving on to our SEC primer. Uh, Tennessee plays Charlotte, so we're not going to talk about that. And who else plays, Mike? To be honest with you, I haven't had a look at the schedule this week. Michigan plays Penn State. That is a yeah. big college football playoff implications. Um, I think Michigan's going – It's not, though. It is. How many times do I have to get on this podcast and get in people's ears about Michigan being legit this year? They're that, not legit. That defense. They're okay. You know what? There's Bama. There's Bama, and then there's legit underneath of Bama. So they're on the legit level. Look, they're going to go to freaking Ohio State if they play at Ohio State. I don't know where it's at this year. It is but, at Ohio State. Okay, they're going to get beat by Ohio State, no matter where it is. It's going to happen. It's Urban no, Ohio Meyer, State is in Ur- shambles. Urban Meyer's already out there on the at a press conference telling everybody his whole medical history again about how he can't remember what sicknesses he's got and what kind of dementia, blah, blah stuff he's got. So, Yeah. Urban Meyer's ears are going to be bleeding, and he's going to win. He's going to be bleeding out of his ears from whatever's going on with his brain, and he's going to win. Ohio State won't put up 20 points on Michigan. Michigan's defense is one of the best I've seen in the last five years. 
that's not outside of the SEC, outside of Bama, outside of, you know, the LSU defenses of the early 2010s. Here's the thing, and I think Fennell would back me up on this. There are oh, that's, few, that's a good backup right there. Yeah. There are few matchups in football where reputation of a unit, offense or defense, doesn't matter. There's Auburn versus Alabama. Doesn't matter what – it doesn't matter. It might matter this year, but typically it doesn't matter what the defense looks like, what the offense looks like. It's always a close game. Could be high scoring, could be low scoring. Okay. You got Michigan and Ohio State. And most of the time you have Georgia and Florida also in that. And what's another one? Probably one out west we can think of. USC and somebody. Maybe USC and Stanford would qualify for that too. It doesn't matter. They're said they're they're such good rivalries that these games are always going to be good. So I think Ohio State has a good up and coming quarterback, and I think they can get it done against Michigan. That very may well be the case, but I think it would be the most it would be the most entertaining college football playoff field if Michigan made it and they got to play even as the four seed and got to play Bama. Just I think that would be the biggest test for Bama's offense is Michigan's defense all season long if they can meet. So because Look, look, I don't want to spend too much time on the freaking Big Ten, but right. Michigan's defense, dude, I've, I'm, not, I'm telling you, my dad's a Michigan fan, so I watch the games every week. The defense is legit, even without Rashawn Gary plugging up the middle. They have got Chase Winovich and Derek uh, – not Derek, what's his name? Uh, shit, De- uh, Devin Bush, the linebacker. That guy looks like a little wide receiver running around at linebacker, hitting people. That guy's that fast. Their defense is legit, would keep Tua contained if he could run, and they have good corners too. But let's move on from the freaking Big Ten. Because Look, you could if, Penn lock- State, if Penn State beats them, they may as well knock out the Big Ten from the playoff. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally good with that. Can we talk about the uh, elite top ten matchup um, in Lexington this weekend? Who they play? Oh, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia oh, Kentucky. <laughs> the race for the SEC East. First time ever, I think, I've even seen a game like this. Look, this Kentucky's is. Kentucky's involved. First relevant Kentucky game ever. This is like if Kim Jong Poon somehow was 6 and 2 playing against Fennell, who was 6 and 2 in fantasy. Like, <laughs> this doesn't even deserve that much attention. Same roster. <laughs> <laughs> Look, UK has not beaten Georgia. How long? I mean, has it been in our lifetime, or uh, how long ago was that? You know, I definitely don't think it has been. But how long had it been since Kentucky had beaten Florida? 31 years or something? Yeah, but look, they shouldn't have even beaten Missouri last week. That was, uh, that was a uh, home cooking on the road from the SEC office call. They let them run one more play, and I guarantee if they didn't make that touchdown on the last play, they would have ran another play called some penalty they want uk they want this feel good cinderella story but i'm telling you what georgia gonna smack them this week 30 points easy so i think georgia's playing better of late obviously but you know they didn't play good against tennessee they played terribly against lsu and i mean i think georgia will win but it's still a possibility 
if Kentucky comes out with their A game and Georgia brings like their C game and lets Kentucky hang around late, anything can happen at that point. Especially this game is in Lexington, right? It is in Lexington. Okay. Yes. So I mean that I mean that's worth a little bit. But I definitely agree. I mean I don't I don't foresee that happening, but it's not out Look, of the realm of possibility. The day that Kentucky football is in the top five in basketball and football is the day that my heart stops. So George is not gonna George is not gonna let Kentucky win this game. Is Kentucky and in the top ten right now? They are number nine. Oh my god. They're seven and one. Who did they lose to? They lost to um God, they have an SEC loss, don't they? Was it Vandy? I don't even know. I know no, I it was they... South Carolina, wasn't it? Was it South Carolina? No, yes, they killed I gotta South Google Carolina. this. God, who did they lose? Kentucky to? football. Here, I got it right here. Texas A and M in overtime. Okay, A and M's a good team, though. They're good. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're okay. But anyways, we got one. They're more. top we half got... in SEC for sure. We got another top five SEC matchup. We got Alabama traveling to Death Valley, the site of George's death. I think we could spend more time talking about this Kentucky game than that game. Yeah, I've never seen a one versus three who was a 14-point favorite. So. Yeah, like LSU's played good this year. I will give it up to them. But they're not – look, they're not a better team than Georgia. They're, no, they're, no. they're not. They're not even close in my opinion. That was just one of those weird nights where they got down there and the Bayou Bengals laid it on them, and I don't think that they're that good. I think Alabama's going to beat them handily. Yeah, that's they might as well be playing like McNeese State or something because yeah. the only thing that makes me think LSU can cover, and that's cover the spread, not beat Alabama, yeah. is the fact I that it's – I understand what that is. Is the, oh, okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it's a night game in Death Valley. Yeah, I don't know. Well, my friend, it has been fun, and it has been real, but it has not been real fun. I said that backwards. Yeah, you did. Just like almost everything else you say. So, uh, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, We will get our boy Finney Nation back next week, hopefully. And uh, good luck to everybody on Sunday, except for Dado. You are probably not going to win. So, goodbye. And Sully. And Sully. Goodbye.